0: Mistakes I see writers make, so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannahgilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannahgilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. As a guiding principle, I want you to try to commit to sticking to 90% of the plan you came up with. That leaves you 10% for the unknown or for the exciting opportunities or little tweaks or pivots that may be needed throughout the year. And yes, I know 10% is a small margin for change, but that's kind of the point. And later down the road, when things get tough or if you get bored with staying on your plan, I want you to try to remember that 90% commitment. And that's because the most successful people stick to their strategic plans even when they don't want to in the moment. This very habit of sticking to your plan can literally be the catalyst for your most productive writing year yet. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, I'm going to walk you through how to plan out your writing projects for the next 12 months. And I wanted to do this episode because just the other day, I started planning out the big things that I want to accomplish next year. And I got to thinking how valuable a strategic plan can be for your writing life. And I think it's something that a lot of writers don't spend time doing, or maybe they don't even think about doing it, but it's the kind of thing that can actually help you start to achieve the big goals you have, like writing a novel or submitting a short story to a publisher or whatever it is that you're hoping to do. So that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this today, but the other reason is because I've made my own fair share of mistakes when it comes to planning out my own writing projects. You might already know that I write fantasy fiction, and when I first started out, I had some pretty lofty goals that were a bit unrealistic. And as a result of these lofty and unrealistic goals, I was left feeling super burnt out, frustrated, and second-guessing whether or not I was really cut out to be a writer in the first place. So long story short, it was horrible. Today, I'm going to walk you through creating a strategic plan for your writing projects so that you can avoid feeling some of those negative feelings and so that you can start accomplishing your big goals. And we're going to do this in five steps. But before we dive in, make sure you download the freebie that goes along with today's episode because it's not enough to just hear me talk through the five steps. I want you to actually set aside time to go through each one of the five steps and create your own strategic plan for the next 12 months. So in order to get your hands on that worksheet, I want you to go to savannagilbo.com forward slash plan. And now let's go ahead and dive into step number one. Step number one is to review the last 12 months so that you can make a realistic plan for the future. So the first thing we're going to do here in step one is look back at the last 12 months. So no matter how the last year went for you, no matter if you crushed your goals, or if you barely made it through the year, or if you landed somewhere in the middle, there's something to learn from everything that happened. So before we start planning forward, we have to review where we're coming from. And to properly do this, I want you to ask yourself a series of questions. I'm going to run through them really quickly here, but they're also in the worksheet I provided with this episode that you can download at savannagilbo.com forward slash plan. You definitely want to grab it so you don't have to take a lot of notes right now. I want you to think about your writing practice in the last 12 months and ask yourself these questions. When it comes to your writing practice, what felt easy? What felt challenging or hard? What did you love working on or putting out into the world? When it comes to your writing practice, what do you never want to do again? And then when it comes to your writing practice, what do you wish you spent more time on? And what do you wish you spent less time on? Now, to give you a few examples, I'll share a couple things that I wrote down about the last 12 months in my own writing life. So last year, I really loved working on my story grid analysis of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically an editor's analysis of why this story is so awesome and why it resonates with readers so much. And if you know me at all, you know I could nerd out on Harry Potter all day, so it was definitely a project I loved working on. Something I wish I spent more time on was my own writing. Now, part of the reason why I wasn't able to spend as much time as I wanted on my own writing was because I was busier in my editing and coaching practice than I had anticipated. So that's a good thing, but I didn't have a solution for how to maintain my own writing practice when business picked up. But no worries, because it's a good thing, and now I can make adjustments going into the next 12 months. Something that felt challenging for me was putting out consistent blog posts and podcast episodes. Again, part of this was because my business picked up, but we also got a new puppy in March, so we've had our hands full. Also, I think I've talked about this before, but I'm a perfectionist, so it's really hard for me to not edit these episodes to death, and sometimes my perfectionism gets the better of me. But anyway, these are just things that I get to work on in the next 12 months. So hopefully you can see how looking back on your last 12 months will be key in planning for the year ahead. This step can be a little painful, especially around the areas of things that felt challenging or things that you wish you did more or less, but the amount of insight you're going to get from doing this exercise is key, so I don't want you to skip this step. Now moving on to step number two. In step number two, I want you to think about what a breakthrough year for your writing would look like. So in other words, we've just got to get clear on what a wildly successful year would look like for you. And this is going to be different for all of us. In order to help you out, I want to give you some examples. So the way I like to think about this stuff is in terms of seasons. So if you're in the writing season, you might want to do things like finish your first draft or master scene writing or hire a book coach or find an accountability buddy. You might want to join a writing group or participate in NanoRimo. You might want to take a writing course or even go on a writing retreat. If you're in the editing season, your list might include things like revising a first draft or hiring an editor or analyzing your favorite book to better understand a certain piece of the craft of writing. Maybe you want to edit your messy draft that you wrote during NaNoWriMo. Maybe you want to start a critique group or create a story bible to help you keep track of all your world building details. Or maybe you just want to make a game plan for writing your second draft. If you're in the querying or publishing season, your list might include things like self-publishing your book, or submitting your short story to a magazine, or submitting your draft to publishers. Maybe you want to participate in pitch wars, or find three to five comp titles. Maybe you want to start an author newsletter, or learn how to write a query letter. Or maybe you want to create a wish list of publishers that you want to query. So remember, we're just trying to create a list of all the things you'd want to accomplish in a breakout writing year, or if I could wave a magic wand and help you have your best writing year, what kinds of things would be on your list? Once you've made your list of all the big things you want to accomplish, then I want you to take a highlighter or circle the three to five projects that you want to focus on the most in the next 12 months. And why just three to five things? Well, We're trying to build a realistic plan for your writing. So later on, we're going to start putting things on your calendar, and then you can always add in things if you decide that you have the time and space, but you might be surprised how much time and energy three to five projects can take up, and you might see that these three to five projects are enough to fill up your year. So just stay with me and pick three to five main things to focus on. Step number three is to consider your non-negotiables. So once you're done narrowing down your list of those three to five things you wanna focus on, I want you to think about things that are non-negotiable. So what are you not willing to do and or what are you committed to doing as you move forward creating a more productive writing year? So to figure out your non-negotiables, you wanna ask yourself things like, what are you really committed to doing this year? Or what do you not want to do this year? What have you not made the time and space for in the past that you would like to make the time and space for now? Or what do you no longer want to experience? And the cool part about this step is that there are no wrong answers. Your non-negotiables can and should look different from everybody else's. And to get the creative juices flowing, I'm going to give you a few examples. So one non-negotiable thing might be that you're not going to write on date nights with your spouse or your partner. So date nights are off limits and you're not going to be writing during that time. Another non-negotiable is that you might commit to finishing your draft by a certain date. So let's say that you want to give yourself six months to finish your draft. You could put that date on the calendar and say, I'm committed to doing this by this date. Another example might be that you're only going to work on one story at a time. You also might commit to finishing a first draft before going back and revising anything. You might also commit to no longer letting perfectionism control your work. Or you might commit to no longer watching two hours of Netflix every night before bed. Understanding your non-negotiables is one of the most important things you can do to create the writing life that you want. And that's because it really forces you to take into account what's important to you so that you A, don't go without these things, and B, so that you can create a realistic plan for accomplishing your goals around your non-negotiables. So long story short, you don't want to skip this step. Moving on to step number four. Step number four is all about mapping out how you're going to accomplish your three to five big goals. So back in step two, I asked you to pick three to five main goals you want to focus on in the next 12 months. Now I want you to put those goals through the SMART test. And if you've never heard the SMART acronym, it stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So basically, it's a way to take your big, beautiful, and probably vague goals and make them a little more actionable. So let's take a look at an example of what I mean. Let's say one of your goals is to finish a first draft. So how can you make that goal more specific and actionable? The first thing you want to think about is the total word count that you're aiming for. So you can do this by either finding three to five titles that are like the book you're writing and averaging the word count. You can look up the genre requirements. So every genre has a target word count range, or you can just use 80,000 words because that's the average length of a novel. Then I want you to consider how many words you can realistically write per week. So the key word here is realistically. For example, if you write 1,000 words per week, it's going to take you about 80 weeks or about two years to finish a first draft. If you write 1,500 words a week, that's about 12 months or one year. If you write 2,000 words per week, then you could probably be done in about 10 months. This is where a lot of writers get tripped up and off course, for example, I recently worked with a writer who wanted to have a first draft done in 6 months. And I said, "Okay, sure, we can do that, but to do that, you're going to have to write 3,000 to 4,000 words per week. And not only that, but you won't be able to go back and edit anything if you write at that pace." So I asked him if that was realistic, and he just started laughing because no, it was not realistic for him. So he needed to adjust his goal. And the cool part is is that he did end up finishing a draft in 10 months, and he was really stoked, but Imagine if he stuck with that original goal of six months without taking everything else in his life into consideration, he'd be setting himself up for absolute disappointment, right? Now let's take a look at another example. If one of your goals is to work with an editor on your finished draft, how can you make that goal more specific? So first you want to ask things like, who are you going to work with and when do they have availability? So a lot of editors are booked out months in advance, and this is when you'd want to find out, you know, what the average timeline for your chosen editor looks like. You'd also want to think about things like when do you need the edit completed by? So do you have a deadline in which you'd like to be done with the project? And if so, how can you back out the date that you'll need the edits done by? You'll also want to look at what's the cost and do you need to start saving money now? So things like that. These are all questions that can help you make a goal smart or just make it more concrete and more actionable. We'll look at one more example. So say your goal is to query agents. It's a pretty vague goal, but we can make it more specific. So which agents or editors do you want to query? Do you have a target date you'd like to start querying? What are those agents' submission requirements? And then do they provide an estimate of how long it will take them to respond? So once you find out stuff like that, you can also think about, you know, what's the time limit? Are you going to query for six months, eight months, 10 months? You know, what does that timeline look like? And when will you either move on by or self-publish by or get help by, right? We'll look at one more example because this one's fun. So if part of your plans for next year include participating in NanoRIMO and you know that for the month of November, you're going to be working on your novel, you're going to want to think about what you need to do before and what you're going to want to do after NanoRimo. So, how much time do you need to prep before NanoRimo starts? Do you want to do an outline, create character sketches, do some world building, you know, things like that? And then how much time do you need to do all that before NanoRimo starts? On the flip side, if you do win NanoRimo and you end up with a 50,000-word draft at the end of November, what are your plans for that draft once you're done? So are you going to jump right into editing? Do you want to put it in a drawer and move on? Do you want to work with an editor? Like, what do you want to do with it? And you can probably see what I'm getting at here. It's just taking that big picture goal and diving into the specifics of how you're going to make that happen. Until you know the specifics of what you want to do, you can't really make any kind of realistic plan or track your progress or work towards any kind of real goal. So that's what we're doing in step number four. We're turning your big goals into smart goals or goals that are more actionable. In step number five, I want you to start putting things on your calendar. And one of my favorite ways to do this exercise is to use individual calendar pages. I created a set for you guys that's included with the freebie, so make sure you download that over at savannagilbo.com forward slash plan. And one thing to note before you start adding things to your calendar Is that in the beginning phases of this process, you're just kind of putting things on the calendar, testing things out, moving things around, you know, trying to see what's going to work and what isn't going to work. So don't try to be perfect or, you know, have everything 100% figured out. Just start mapping out your plan and allow for things to change as you go. And, you know, you can literally download and print as many of these calendar pages as you want. So don't stress over it too hard. And as you go along, there are some things I want you to keep in mind. So, number one, if you plan to write a book of any kind, I want you to add in writing time so that you actually have time to get it done. So, remember when we broke out how many words you need to write per week to finish a draft? Well, that's the number I want you to put on your calendar. So, if you've come up with a plan that says it's going to take you 10 months to write a draft and you're going to need to write a certain amount of words per day to achieve that plan, I don't want you to write down six months thinking that you're going to somehow do it faster. I mean, it sounds obvious to think this way, but I actually see writers do this to themselves all the time and it never works out. The next thing I want you to think about as you're putting things on your calendar is if you plan to work with other people, so like editors or beta readers or cover designers, whoever you're gonna try to work with, Make sure to add in the time it takes for them to do their work and for you to process their feedback or whatever they send back to you. So, you know, say you're working with an editor or a beta reader, maybe give yourself a week or two to process their feedback and go through their notes. If you're going to rewrite your draft, go back and figure out how long that's going to take based on the math that we did earlier. Another thing to keep in mind is after a big project like finishing a first draft, I want you to consider adding in some white space or time for rest and relaxation. So for me, this looks like going back and reading an old favorite book or going on a quick road trip to take some time away. And this is really important because this is what is going to help you avoid burnout. And the final little reminder is to just take note of holidays or any other special dates and don't plan anything during those times or too close to those times because that can add unnecessary pressure and stress to your life. And sometimes if there's too much going on, it's super easy to kind of push writing to the back burner and then sooner or later you realize it's been like six weeks since you've written and then your whole plan's thrown off. So, you know, just build in that type of space for holidays or vacations or any other special dates, build that in upfront so you don't have to worry about what happens later. And then once you're all done adding things to your calendar, I want you to do a quick gut check. So I want you to look at everything and say, okay, do I have enough white space between projects or not? I also want you to ask yourself if you're truly excited about the three to five projects that you've mapped out now that you know what it's going to take to accomplish those projects. And if you're feeling overwhelmed or kind of dreading doing the work, then I want you to take a moment and ask what needs to change. And remember that it is okay to do less. So if taking one project off your plate helps you avoid going into that overwhelmed spiral, then just take that project off your plate. It's not a big deal. The final thing I want you to consider is do you have enough time on the calendar to work on your projects in advance? Because remember you have to actually have time to be creative and you know have that white space to recharge your imagination and things like that. And if you make it through those questions and if everything sounds good and feels good then you are done planning for the next 12 months or at least you're done with this big picture planning and you can now start adding in the other little things. If you don't feel good about your plan, then feel free to go back and make tweaks until you feel comfortable with what you've come up with. Now, let's do a quick recap before I let you go. So in this episode, we talked about having a strategic plan for your writing life. And having a strategic plan for your writing is just as important as having a strategic plan for something like your finances. If this is like the year you're going to take your writing seriously and actually finish the novel or whatever it is that you've been working on and planning for a while, then you need to have a strategic plan. To create a strategic plan for your writing projects, there are five main steps you're gonna wanna go through. So first, you'll wanna consider what worked and what didn't work in the last 12 months so that you can make a realistic plan for the future. Then you'll want to brainstorm all the big things you want to accomplish and narrow in on the three to five projects you most want to focus on. After that, you'll break down those three to five projects into smaller, more manageable chunks and write down your non-negotiables. Finally, you'll start getting everything on your calendar and then you'll do a quick gut check to make sure that everything feels good before getting into action. One more quick thing before I go is that as a guiding principle, I want you to try to commit to sticking to 90% of the plan you came up with. That leaves you 10% for the unknown or for the exciting opportunities or little tweaks or pivots that may be needed throughout the year. And yes, I know 10% is a small margin for change, but that's kind of the point. And later down the road, when things get tough or if you get bored with staying on your plan, I want you to try to remember that 90% commitment. And that's because the most successful people stick to their strategic plans even when they don't want to in the moment. This very habit of sticking to your plan can literally be the catalyst for your most productive writing year yet. So keep that in mind and go do great things. So that's it for today's show. As always, I wanna thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.